You're listening to the Coastal Church Audio Podcast with Pastor Dave Coop. In Christmas time, we can we talk a lot about Jesus coming to Earth, and that's great. We do that. We celebrate His coming at this time. We remember Him coming into a manger. We remember the angels, the shepherd, the wise men. We tell that story. But sometimes a character in the story that's not talked about a lot is God the Father, the Father who gave the gift. And in going into Christmas, we need to stop and reflect again, God, look what you did for me, to bring him thanks, to bring him worship, to honor our Father, excuse me, for what he did. So, I had to put it up there, he tricked me. (laughs) This morning, we're going to talk about God the Father and how he gives gifts to us, talk about his giving nature. He's an amazing giver, never gets tired of giving, never runs out of giving. We heard this morning about Joe and Jessica and baby Caleb, and what a miracle that was. Uh, I hope we get to do a little uh, video piece on their life. A child that was not supposed to make it, a mom that was not supposed to make it, Against all odds, they gave the, that, that child a 3% chance, not just one doctor, a number of doctors, a 3% chance of being, having, being normal in any way. And today, healthy, normal, strong baby. Our God's still doing miracles. He is still giving. He's thinking about your life today. He's thinking about giving gifts to you. And it comes because of the great gift that he gave in giving us his son. Jesus said, before he died and rose again, he institute the Lord's Supper. At the Lord's Supper, he talked about communion. He, he talked about his covenant. He said, do this in remembrance of me. It's a covenant with everlasting gifts and promises, and especially eternal life. Uh, God thought about every one of us when he presented this. He, he I, so to speak, was shopping for the world. I don't know how big your shopping list is, but God went shopping for everybody. My, my grandma, has a, when she was alive, had a big shopping list. Cheryl's grandmother is still alive. She's soon to be 100, and uh, she still thinks of all the relatives and shops for them. I have an aunt. Every year, she sends me a Christmas card, birthday cards, and she does it for everybody in the family. She has a big shopping list. But compared to God, the Father, he has a huge shopping list for everyone. There's, he thinks so much about us. Uh, how are you guys doing on your shopping this Christmas, huh? How, every, let me see just a quick show of hands. We did a survey in every service. How many here are all done your Christmas shopping for the year? Let me see your hands. Wow, you, this is, uh, you guys got a lot of work here left to do. I think <laughs> the other service, we at least batted 25%. So I take it there's some last-minute shopping going to be taking place here uh, this week. And uh, hopefully, because you're not running out, because you are running out of time, you don't get a bad gift. There is a survey done by USA Today on why we have bad gifts. And here's the results from that survey. Let me give you a couple points on what makes for bad gifts. And one of the reasons uh, for late shopping might be up there. It's not up there. We, we don't have that. We're going we're gonna to do that? Okay, let's put that up there. That would be nice. That would help the preacher a lot. There we go. <laughs> Rediscover giving. There we go. Why we have bad gifts, number one, uh, is lack of creativity. And a lot of times that is related to procrastination. We'll wait till the end. Lack of creativity also relates to the fact that we didn't think much about what we were buying. We didn't put a lot of thought into it, a lot of effort, and we didn't listen. Folks, one of the greatest ways to buy a good gift is just to listen to what that other person is needing. Sometimes you'll hear people say this. Uh, what would you like for Christmas? And they say, oh, you know what? I'm fine. I really don't need anything. What would you like for Christmas? You know what? Just 
you know, just be here, that's great, you know. Or my mom would used to say, what would you like for Christmas for your birthday? And she says, you know what, I, I just want your love. Just be here, that would be great. And so sometimes we have these answers. But really underneath that, I think maybe they're lying because I think really they would like a gift. But what perhaps they're saying is, please have a relationship with me. Please get to know me enough that you really would know what I would like. You would really listen, you would really care, you'd really understand, and if you just learn to know me, you'll know what would be a great gift for my life. And that's what makes good gifts. God was like that. He really was listening, really caring, really understands us, and that's why he gives amazing gifts. So bad gifts, lack of creativity. God certainly did not lack creativity. He did not procrastinate. Our Lord came at the right time, at the right moment in history, It's an amazing thing that he would come when he did, die right at Passover, rise again right the same day. We did a message a number of years ago at Christmas time, or I guess we did it at Easter as well, but it was how you can go through Scripture and see that Jesus rose again the exact same day that they went through the Red Sea. He rose again the exact same day as Passover. Just the, the, the odds of it, there's... Actually, seven days, exactly those same things uh, paralleled uh, prophetically. How God timed this whole thing. So uh, those are the opposite side of it. God gave amazing gifts because he thought about it. We had a staff party on Friday night for a church staff, and we did a white elephant you know, the white elephant gift exchange where you bring a gift and you put the gifts in the middle and you pick a gift and then you get to keep it if you like it. Somebody else likes to get to come take your gift and that gift gets to circulate. And the white elephant is because you always have some re-gifting taking place. You always have a couple of bloopers in there. And there some of the gifts nobody wanted. There was just like, oh, you, I'm glad you got that. You're stuck with it. And then other gifts, it was like, no, I want that gift. I want that. People were fighting over certain gifts and it was a lot of fun. And so... Uh, God does not re-gift. Aren't you glad about that? He doesn't say, oh, you know what? You didn't quite use that all up, so I'm going to give to this person. God does not re-gift. Uh, they did a study on why people re-gift or who re-gifted gifts go to. Here's the results that they found from that. Re-gifted gifts go to... Here we go. <laughs> the co-worker. I don't know if you've done that. Somebody did. I could hear the groan. 20 of a co-worker. Family members, 22%. Service person, that'd be, you know, uh, maybe the person who serves your meal, your coffee, your concierge, or somebody who you have in your building who cleans. The neighbor, 12%. A close friend, 8%. So re-gifting goes on. But God does not re-gift. He's an amazing giver of life and gifts. So that's what we want to look at today is our God and how he gifts to us. Now, in presenting this message, I, I, I take a risk because you... Uh, we'll recognize the verses, you'll recognize the scriptures, and uh, you could say, you know, I, I know that verse. So I just encourage you today to stay uh, plugged in and hear what God's got to say about giving gifts and about how he gave gifts. So first of all, God's gifts to us, or his gift to us, was very costly. His gift, sending his son, and not just sending his son, wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger, it was the fact that he had lived with us, demonstrate what God was like, give us eternal life, rise again from the dead. God saw all this, and the gift was very expensive. It was a huge gift. 
I Googled just to see what the biggest gift was. You know what the largest gift was? At least what I could find, the largest gift was the Liberty, uh, Statue of Liberty given to the United States by France in the 1800s. That's apparently the largest gift that's been given. I don't know, maybe there's a larger gift. Uh, Arnold Palmer one time was in, playing in one of the Saudi Arabian countries and, uh, in the Middle East. And uh, he was there and he was playing and uh, one of the, the, sh- the leaders there said, you know, we'd like to give you a gift for being here and playing in our country. And uh, he said, what would you like as a gift? And he goes, mm, I don't know, what, what do you ask? He says, I'll have a golf club. He says, okay, we'll, we'll get you one. And so the next day, he, he was about to leave, and they said, here's your golf club. And he was expecting like a nine iron or driving uh, uh, wood or something, but they, they didn't give him that. They gave him a piece of paper. And they go, okay, I thought maybe a gift certificate, you know, for a golf club or something. But they gave a golf club. A golf club, you know, 18 holes, caddies, uh, the whole nine yards, no pun intended, the whole, <laughs> he gave him everything, he got, he got a golf club, it was, way, it was a huge gift, costs a lot, uh, the guy had the resources to give it, Marcus Neiman has a catalog, you can get amazing gifts apparently out of this catalog, you can get everything from Egyptian mummies, in the past they've had things like, at one time they get, one of the most expensive gifts you could get there was a $35 million jet that somebody bought, a Boeing jet, and that was in their catalog, expensive gifts, but these gifts pale in comparison to the gift that God gave us in sending his son, it's a huge gift that he would send his son, love us enough to send his son. Romans chapter 8, verse 3, it's there in your message, uh, from the Message Bible in your notes. God went for the juggler when he sent his own son. He didn't deal with the problems as something remote and unimportant. In his son Jesus, he personally took on the human condition, entered the disordered mess of struggling humanity in order to set it right once and for all. Remember a couple of weeks ago we talked about rediscovering the history of Christmas and we shared how God saw the like they say here, the disordered mess of struggling humanity. He saw scandal. He saw hardship. He saw humanity with perversion. There was all this mess of humanity. We still have a mess. You look at the news today, there's a mess. And God saw the mess, and he didn't say, I am a holy God. I can't be in messes, so I'm not going to go. You clean yourself up, and then you can come to me. No, he became one of us and jumped into the mess, sent his son. That's a huge gift that he sent to us. He came for us. So number one, God's gift to us was very costly. Secondly, God gave because he loved us. John three sixteen and 17. I know, again, I run the risk of reading a verse that we all know very well, but read it with fresh eyes with me this morning. For God so loved the world, that's us, loved the world, you and I, loved the people back then, he loves us today, he loves our neighbors, he loves the world. That he gave. He loved, so he gave. We still are motivated to give by love. Actually, God the Father is the best example on how to give gifts. Give gifts that cost something, that cost a little bit of sacrifice. If you go and you buy your wife a gift the last minute on Christmas Eve and you go to London Drugs and you just look for something, man, I've got to find something here. There's got to be something. And you get her some electronic gadget and you, and you wrap it up and you, and you hope for the best, you know. It really doesn't go over that great because there wasn't a lot of cost, a lot of sacrifice involved with it, not a lot of thought that went into it. God put a lot of thought into the gift, a lot of sacrifice went into the gift that he gave us. This was his son. 
There was this time where he would have to see his son on the cross where Jesus would say, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? What the father went through at that moment, this is his gift to us so that we could have life. He gave because he loved us, his only son, that everyone who believes in him would not perish, but have eternal life. God did not send his son to the world to condemn it, but to save it. Now, you can't have a, a, a gift exchange. It doesn't work very good if there's nobody to receive it. It's kind of a sad thing to be in a place where you'd like to go shopping, but you've got nobody to buy gifts for. There's nobody, there's nobody really in the world that you, that you know well enough or you like enough. But if you love people, you buy gifts. You, you, end up, you end up doing something about it. God did something about it because he loved us. He loves you. He, he loved you. He sent his son for you. So well, that was 2,000 years ago. No, it, it's for today. That gift is, lives for today. He thought of us in 2009 when he sent his son. He, this was for today, for all people. He loved us. That gift came to us. And uh, we're, we're the ones that had the privilege of receiving it. He loved us. The gift wasn't given because of manipulation. Sometimes people will give a gift to get something, so they, 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 they have a, a hidden agenda. There's no hidden agenda here. I love people. I want to see them free. I want them to have eternal life. I desire to give my very best to them. This is his love for us. Then, thirdly, God's gift to us was personal. A personal gift. The word you want to fill in there is personal. Luke chapter 2, verse 11 says, For there is born to you, to you, born to you. You could put your name in there. Born to David, born to Mike, born to Lorraine. There's born to you this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. It's a very personal gift. What makes a gift personal? Let me ask you a question. What makes a gift personal? Well, it's a personal gift if we understand the person, right? The more we understand the person, the more personal it can be. If you don't understand the person, you go down, you buy a box of chocolates and give them that, and they say, oh, you know, or you buy them a mug, and, you know, they got one more Canucks mug, and, uh, or you buy something generic, and, and, uh, and, you, and you hope for the best. But they actually they had a list of things not to buy. I came across this list of things not to buy. Uh, you know, have you ever got one of those gifts, and you open it up, and you go, hmm, and, you, and you, you try to smile, you try to look like you're really excited to get it, but in the back of your mind, you're wondering, how do I recycle this? Where am I going to park this thing? Uh, what am I going to do with this thing? And I don't really have room for it, and you're, you're wondering that. They had a thing, some not to buy. This is just some hints, because a lot of us apparently have not finished our shopping this week, so this is going to help you. Number one, offensive presence. You might think you're doing good by giving your overweight co-worker an ab roller for Christmas, but you're not. Think about what your presents are saying before you hand them over, okay? So there you go. No offensive presents. Number two, presents you actually want for yourself. Just because you want a remote-controlled monster truck doesn't mean your mom will appreciate it, okay? So be careful on that. Guys, I've made that mistake. I, I did that. I, uh, not a monster truck, but I... I in my early years of marriage, I bought some blooper gifts for my wife at Christmas. And one of the blooper gifts I bought for her was I was playing squash. I really learned to like the game, and I was getting fit. And I thought, you know, this would be great for Cheryl because she could play and, and get 
fit with me, right? So I bought her a book on how to play squash and wrapped it up and put it under the Christmas tree and was really surprised when there was no enthusiasm over the gift. I expected enthusiasm, but it was because it was really a gift for me. It was what I wanted, and it wasn't personal. I wasn't really thinking about her. I wasn't listening. I wasn't understanding. I didn't put a lot of thought into it, and it didn't work out so good. Uh, Another one is two generic presents. Even though they're given often, mugs are never good presents, except for the people you barely know. Now, if you bought mugs, please, you don't have to go return them. You may want to, maybe it really works for that person. In other words, stay away from gifts that say nothing except, I have no clue, so here you go. God thought a lot about his gift. And I know for, uh, I'm just speaking for me, but as a guy, I really have to stop and think about, okay, if I'm going to buy my wife a gift or buy a present, I really have to stop and think about it. And if I don't, well, J.C. Penney actually last year came out with an ad campaign for their website and for their store about guys who got put in the doghouse because they didn't think enough about it. This will help us this morning. So let's show this little clip from a year ago. They have a new one now, but this is last year's clip. Here we go. Here it is. This is my anniversary gift? Yep. A vacuum cleaner? Dual bag. Get in there. What? Not a big fan of that look. I got you. New arrival. What is this place? You are in the doghouse. Dog? Since when men have messed up, they get sent here by their wives and girlfriends. Fold. I don't deserve to be here. Every man in the doghouse thinks he's innocent. Isn't that right, boys? <laughs> All I know is that I got my wife this really nice gift, and then now here. What'd you get her? A brand new dual bag vacuum cleaner, actually. Yeah, that, boys? He got our vacuum cleaner. Oh, it was dual bag. <laughs> and dual bag doesn't know why he's here. <laughs> I realize it's not the most romantic gift, but... See, a lot of guys end up in here during the holidays because they give their wives thoughtless gifts. How do you get out? It's real hard. Apologize without... I just got reviewed last week. I went up before this review board. Let's review your offense. Merry Christmas. Seriously? What? I thought you'd want to tighten up that jelly belly, no? <laughs> I'm married to you. <laughs> I think we've seen wow. Is there any hope? Can you get out of here? One man got out. Okay, guys, I'm helping you a lot there, right? Just take notes this morning if you don't get anything else. We take some notes today. No ab workout machine for the wife, all right? Thoughtless gifts get you in the doghouse. God put... A lot of thought into the gift that he gave to you. He put a lot of thought. Matter of fact, he was thinking about you this morning. The Bible tells us before you got out of bed today, he thought more thoughts about you than all the sand of the sea. That's how many thoughts he had about you. His thoughts were good, not of evil. He was thinking about your future. God's thinking about you. And when he gave us Christ as our Savior, it was not just one-time gift. Okay, now you get to go to heaven. It was a covenant filled with every spiritual blessing and promises, and God continually looks for ways to give gifts to us. He cont- he's a father of gifts. He, he loves his children. He thinks about you constantly and how he can give to you, how he can bless you. This is our God who wants to give to us. 
Then next, God's gift does not have an expiration date. His gift to us does not expire, unlike other gifts that you sometimes get. Perhaps you got a gift uh, certificate to a restaurant. We've done this. We had a gift certificate given to us. Time goes by. Oh, we're going to use that. We're going to use it. Cheryl puts it in her purse. And when something goes into Cheryl's purse, it can, it can be lost for a while. She's not here to defend herself, so I've got to be careful. But uh, it can, women's purses are amazing. Have you, have you noticed that? They're, they are, they, there is an abyss, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced, in a woman's purse. Because you can put stuff in there, and, uh, and then years later, it surfaces. And, but in between times, she's not sure where it was. But anyhow... It goes into her purse, and time will go by, and time will go by, and then all of a sudden, hey, Dave, we missed it. You know what? We, we sh-, and it's not her fault. It's our fault together, but we, 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 the time goes by, and it's expired, and we don't, we don't get the benefit of the gift. Listen, there's not an expiry date on God's gifts to us. There's not an expiry on his healing. He doesn't say, oh, you know what? I, I gave out a lot of healing this year. And as a matter of fact, there's, there's, no, there's no healing left. It's all been used up. It, 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 that doesn't happen. He doesn't say to Jessica and Joe, whose little baby was, uh, was diagnosed not to make it. He doesn't say, you know what, there's no more left or it's over. No, God's gifts are continual for us. They don't expire. If you go down to the store and you buy a gift card, this is a, a Starbucks gift card. And... Uh, you get maybe you've done this. You get your your card out and uh, and you you go to use your card and you go to Starbucks and uh, I don't always ask for my balance. You know, I'll just uh, yeah, no, that's fine. But then some days I'll go there and I'll and I'll say, oh, I'll get your coffee. I got a card. I'll get your coffee and I'll buy two or three coffee and then I give them my card and they'll go, oh, you only have twenty five cents on your card. You don't have enough. I go, oh man, shoot, I just ordered coffee for all these people. Now what am I going to do? And and Because the card's used up. God, when he sent his son and the promises of God, they, they, you don't, he doesn't say, you know what, you, that's it. You can't ask for forgiveness again. There's, it's all used up. There's no expiration date on it. And there is an abundance in our Lord's gifts to us. Amen? He's a God of more than enough, provides all of our needs according to his riches in Christ, the riches in Christ Jesus our Lord. Look at Luke chapter 1, verse 50. And this is Mary talking. Mary said this after the angel appeared to her. She's singing this song. It's a song she had. It's a prophetic song. And she says, And his mercy, his compassion and kindness toward the miserable and afflicted, is on those who fear him with godly reverence. So as we worship him, as we fear him, as we appreciate what God has done for us, it goes from generation to generation and from age to age. Jesus came over 2,000 years ago, but guess what? It is in this age. It's in 2009. It's in our generation and the next generation. This gift keeps giving what he gave to us. It's an amazing gift. There's no... Uh, timeline on it. He reminded us about this in communion, in the Lord's Supper. He said, do this in remembrance of me. I'll be with you always, even to the end of the age. There's no expiration on this gift that God's given to us. That's worth celebrating and even shouting about. Uh, Then uh, lastly, God's gifts uh, are intended to be received and bring great joy. The word you want to put in there is received and to bring great joy. Great joy. There's an, an ad that Best Buy uses for their store. 
And they're not selling cameras or flat screen TVs really with this. I guess they are, but they're not promoting the, the product as much as the concept. And the concept that they promote is get a gift that people go, wow, I so like this. Let me show you one of the ads that they've run and then we'll go from there. Hi. Listen, I know this is last minute, but do you have any... <laughs> Daddy, Daddy, I love it! Left in stock? Sure thing. They're just right over there beside the... <laughs> no way! It's even better than the one I asked for! Which has a few more features than the... Daddy, Daddy, I love it! Sounds great. Mm. I wonder what his reaction will be. I'm sure he'll love it. Right this way. Mm. So they're selling their TVs, they're selling their cameras and all the rest of it on buy the gift that gets the best reaction. The best gift gets the best reaction. Well, if God's gift to us was the best gift we ever received, right? You'd, you'd agree with me on that. That's the best gift we ever received. Then I think for our Father, we should, have, we should give Him the best possible reaction. And over Christmas time, we can be so consumed with all these other things that we miss giving Him the best reaction, so to speak. So as we go through the season, we should be delighted as they saw in that ad that the dad's making a fool of himself and he's jumping around and he's so excited and he's so... But really, that should be us sometime in this Christmas season. We should have this aha moment where we feel like doing what that guy did in the ad. Where we do, oh, God, it's so great, man. It's so wonderful. Wow, I love it. Oh, God, it's fantastic. Wow. So, man, you look foolish doing that. You're not foolish when you're so excited about the gift. God said, wow, you're, you're, God, you're amazing. Look what you did. I get it. My sins are gone. The weight is lifted. You did this now just for my time on earth, but for all eternity, God's so grateful. Wow, what a gift, Father. I love you. That's how he is thrilled. When you give a gift and the child goes, oh, Dad, I love it. How'd you do it? Amazing. Parents live for those moments. But they just tear it open and say, okay, what else you got? What, is this it? Is that all I got? He go, man, I spent, I spent my whole bonus on that. I was hoping for a little bit more of a reaction. And God the Father, I think, sometimes feels like, you know, where, where's the joy? Where's the enthusiasm? Where's the awe, the, the reverence like Mary talked about in her song? We're just like, oh, God, wow, look what you did for me. So this Christmas, when we rediscover the giving, really we have to rediscover the giver of the gift, our Father, and just say, God, thank you. This Christmas, let's do that. As you go through all the things that's going on this Christmas, stop at some moment and just say, God, thank you again for what you did for me. I'm not taking it for granted. Your amazing love for me. You love me, me personally. You thought of me personally. God, today I return thanks to you for what you've done. Amen. Look at Luke chapter 2, verse 10, in closing. Then the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. And that little ad from Best Buy, great joy. I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. This is for everybody. Perhaps you're here today and say, I've never experienced that type of a joy in my Christmas. When God comes in your life, that joy comes with it. There's just this amazing transformation that takes place in our heart. 
when we allow him in. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you would like to download free notes from this message, then visit our website, www.coastalchurch.org.